G'day everyone, welcome back to Bronx Nation, and you'll see a unfamiliar face in the episode right now, but he's going to become a familiar face. He's been our 18th man call-up, he's going to run up from the back fence and hit the ground running hard for us. His name's Reese. he's going to be a regular co-host for us. Welcome Reese, and welcome to Bronx Nation. We know you are an absolute Broncos tragic, but that's what we want, that's what we like, that's what we love. So give the listeners and viewers when this episode is up a little bit about you. You know, um, when did you first start following the Bronx? Who's your favorite Bronco of all time? Uh, Well, I uh, pretty much Broncos supporter since I was born, born in in Brisbane's Royal Women's Hospital. I loved Elfie Langer, Elfie Langer ever since I was growing up. Boy from Ipswich. uh, That's where all my family's pretty much from. So, um, yeah, him and the Walters brothers, obviously, early in the, um, the Broncos era, just um, unbelievable. And, um, yeah, so just continued from there. Uh, the whole family supports the Bronx, and, yeah, we're all pretty much Broncos tragics. Yeah, nice. I love that. I love, love, love that. Um, and, obviously, everyone knows mine and Dylan's story. Obviously, you guys will notice that, unfortunately, Reese doesn't have a Bronx Nation shirt yet. Um, but he will, he's wearing his jersey this, this, uh, for this episode and we'll hopefully have a shirt for him by next episode, if not the episode after. Rightio, guys. Um, that's the intro more or less done and done, but let's get stuck into a sponsor message because we've got two new sponsors. The, the first one is Toey Thongs, guys, the official footwear of Bronx Nation podcast. Basically, anyone that's listening for a 15% discount on, honestly, the comfiest songs, and I'm not even paid. Well, I mean, I probably am nowadays, but I'm not even paid to say that. That's how good these songs are. They are that comfy. Toeythongs.com.au. You can buy a pair for 15 bucks, or you can get double pluggers for 18 bucks. you know, or you can do a, a, you know, thongs of the month sort of thing, like with Netflix's subscription where they'll send you a pair every month for six months. Use our code BRONXNATION15. At checkout for 15% off. And honestly, as Toei Thong say, satisfy your feet. Now, our next well, you're sponsor. you're making me just talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we got Toei on the on the phone. We got Toei on the bevies. You know, it's it's all coming up, Toei. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we, we just want to give a quick shout out. It's not official yet. It is official as of the 1st of March, but we don't have an episode until after that. Um, Energy Pro. Basically, guys, get around them and get around the people that get around us. They make kind of like vitamin water, but it's got a bit of a kick with some energized, you know, you've got some caffeine in there. You've got some protein in there. It's basically vitamin water meets monster meets, um, you know, Powerade sort of thing all in one. Um, And without any fizziness, without any of the itchy uh, stimulants as well. And it's all Huster approved. So if you know anyone in NRL teams, They'll love it as well in AFL teams and, you know, Q Cup, any teams that you guys like, they are absolutely, you know, Asada, Huster approved. So get around them, uh, 10% off Bronx Nation 10. And yeah, get around that. Obviously, next week we'll have the product in our hands and possession so we can show you guys what it's all about. We'll give you a full review of, you know, flavor and, you know, how it helps and what it does for us. Um, but yeah, that's the end of our sponsor messages for now we'll get some more pre-recorded stuff ready for next week. Now, guys, round two of the preseason challenge. Um, obviously, Brisbane Broncos, the mighty Bronx, the mighty baby Broncos took out the 2024 
preseason challenge. And we'll cross it over to Dylan for your thoughts on which two players of the baby Broncos stood out the most. Yeah, finally we won something. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I've only watched the highlights, extended highlights, but I think Kurt uh Kurt Falls, the halfback, played really well. He scored did. two really good tries and set a few up. So I thought he he played really well and um and for a bloke that, I was gonna say for a bloke that didn't, you know, get his debut in, in the NRL until like twenty four years old, that, which is relatively oldish for like for these days, that's pretty bloody good. You know, he didn't have too much of, of a chance at Penrith. Broncos bought him and so far looking the goods as a backup for Renault if he have fingers crossed and bloody touch wood, he doesn't go down in the season. But it's good to know we've got a solid half that can easily slot into that position if needed. But yeah, Blake Moser was also a pretty bloody good standout. Um, Reese, mate, who were your two standouts of that match? Well, mate, pretty much the same as Finney was Blake Moser. He was just exceptional out of dummy half. Um, and the other bloke who really stood out for me was the number 13, uh, Rory Ferguson. Mm. Yeah, done a, lot, done a lot of work in the middle, made his tackles. And, um, yeah, sort of I haven't heard anything of, of him. I know he's from the South Logan Magpies. But, yeah, he really impressed me. And, uh, obviously, big Ben Takura up front yeah. with his footwork, late footwork. And just the size of the, the bloke is absolutely just ginormous. So, yeah, and yeah anyone them, who... Them, them really stood out. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, at the end of the game, anyone who watched it live would, would have seen the interview post-match with Ben Takura and the, what looked like the teeny tiny little interviewer because Ben Takura is like six foot nine and she's like five foot eight. So there's literally two and a bit foot almost difference sort of thing. It, it was it was monstrous. It was it was also kind of funny as well to watch. My two players yeah, are actually... A- my two players are actually a combo of both of yours. Ben Takura and Blake Moser were my two standouts for the game. Obviously, Kerfels had an absolutely ripper game, but Blake Moser just had almost absolute control from the, you know, from the ruck and the dummy half. And Ben Takura, what an absolute, just a dominating, just force, you know, domineering force in that game, you know. And I'll go one player each from you guys for the two players that you thought maybe didn't maybe meet the mark in that game sort of thing for the Broncos. We'll cross it over to Reese for your one. Ooh, okay. Bit bit tough to be a bit, you know, tough on the bloke. But uh, I thought Corey Pate early in the mm. game, just, you know, his defence early on, there was no line speed. Um, yeah, that's just being a bit picky on the bloke. But, yeah, I'll just have to say Pate. But it's an area that he can, that he can work on, of course. But obviously, um, you know, shaking the rust off and whatnot. Hopefully, we see a bit more throughout the season, a bit less, you know, a, a bit quicker. But absolutely, unfortunately, you know, it's a part of the game that definitely needs improving, especially if you're a hooker or a utility hooker. Dylan, mate, who was your, um, you know, player that sort of failed to meet the mark or you know could have done better? Yeah, look, I'm with Reese. Um, it's it's a bit hard to just pick someone out. Um, I think I think they all played well. Um. Uh, if I'm going to pick one, I'll probably go the center, the number four, who um, come out a few times and it led to Manly's first try. So, yep. Yeah, they yeah, all played I, well. I agree with that. Can't yeah, take anything away. Award, yeah. yeah, but I agree with that. Um, and as as we know, we definitely don't want to put shit on the, on the team and all that. But unfortunately, how else can teams get better without being held accountable by their fans, by their teammates, et cetera? So, you know, let's put it this way. Aren't we glad that that's the only things that we have to say bad about the team compared to 2020 when we could have done a whole episode about what was going wrong and what what was going on in the club, you know? So, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather say, oh, just not, not quick enough line speed, not, you know, maybe coming in a bit too much. Whereas we're like, what the fuck? 
in 2020. Obviously, guys, that wraps up the round two preseason. But honestly, 100K in our pocket. I hope, you know, I don't know what the Bronx will do with it. I hope they use it to upgrade some contracts. Maybe maybe do a bit of... Um, do a bit of charity work, you know, to Deadly Choices, or you know, because they're ambassadors and partner with them, maybe something like that as well. You know, split it 50-50 sort of thing. What are your guys' thoughts on how you would like to see the Broncos use them dollars? Yeah, um, I think uh, I think it should be spread out between uh, the three clubs, the South Slogans, Wynnum, and uh, Burley, is it? I think it's Burley, yeah. Yeah, um, so it'd be even better if 100K was extended to the cap. Yeah, so, that would be 100K, the, 100K to the Broncos literally means nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it doesn't in the sense of if you want to upgrade the juniors that really shone through in that preseason, you could say mark up the contracts, their development contracts from 60K a year to say 70K or 80K sort of thing, yeah. you know. But, but other than that, yeah, it's kind of a dip in the water. It's kind of a eh, maybe use it to upgrade some facilities or something sort of thing, but... Yeah, what about yourself, Reese? How would you like to see the Bronx spend the dollars, ideally? Oh, mate, I'm a footy man, so end of year trip, all the money yeah. goes in for the boys and the staff. So all you the know, staff well, that, that well, could just the go. Coaches, all of that hundred k would just go on the bloody um, Alfie's bloody forex gold tab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, no, nah, that's fair enough. I definitely agree with that as well. It would be a great investment. Um, anyway, speaking of that, round one, Vegas is coming up this weekend oh. guys um it's been it's been too long since the nrl was you know grand final obviously distant memory in regards to broncos we're in and i'm saying it's been too long between the end of the season and now as it always is and you know what vegas 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 or as vince vaughn says vegas, vegas baby. baby absolutely um team list preview obviously guys the teams have announced their team list you'd think it'd be you know, the, the NRL would have given them a bit of leeway with having to announce on Tuesday their time in the US. <laughs> but no, they announced the team lists 4 p.m. Tuesday, Australia time. And what are your guys' thoughts on the starting lineup? I'll go with Dylan first. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's a pretty similar looking lineup to last year. You got uh, Fletcher Baker, Xavier Williamson, and uh, Dean Mariner, um, the, the new in. So I think it's a pretty good side. Corey Jensen up front is replacing Flegler. Um, yeah, it should make for an interesting game, I reckon. Yeah, just touching on the um, on Jensen replacing Flegler, you and I were talking last week that we definitely reckon that it would it would have been Jensen that would replace like in the starting lineup. So where did because Jensen was more or less starting from the bench last year because Flegler was there. Obviously, round one sort of here, there, everywhere. Who do you think replaces Jensen from the bench? Uh, well, you got Fletcher Baker, Xavier Williamson. So I imagine one of those guys. Yeah. Williamson, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. That's fair. And Reese, mate, what are your thoughts on the lineup? Do you think they can get the job done against um, the Roosters? I almost said Manly. I get Manly. Ugh. Mate, awesome team. Love the look of it. Uh, strike all over the park. Obviously, I think we can get the jobs job done. Um, and yeah, I just think... Having Mariner a bit more speed on the wing just um, mm. just adds that little bit of you know, especially on the uh, smaller fields in, yeah. um, in America. Yeah, because it's like it's like five meters in and like three meters or something shorter, sort of thing. It's definitely going to be a difference. I, I think it will, mate. And um, just having that little bit of extra speed, 
you know, a bit of open space. I think Mariner is a good choice there and, and for the future as well. Absolutely. And you know what, guys? I can't really say much more about that because you guys covered it absolutely succinctly. I reckon Reynolds will do a job on Manly. See, I went to say Manly again because I'm just so used to wishing it would be Broncos, Manly, Roosters, Rabbitohs over there because side tangent, guys, the NRL shit the bed with that, in my opinion. Broncos, Manly have a massive rivalry since 1988 round one and the Roosters, Rabbitohs have a massive rivalry since round one, 1908. They should have done that. Not bloody Broncos, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Manly. I'm sorry. That, that does that does my head in. So even my head is still wanting and hoping that it's going to be, you know what? Tricked you. Nah. Um, so I definitely think Renault is going to do a job on the Roosters. Absolutely. Um, granted, Roosters are definitely looking like a strong side, but I think we'll have the edge over there. And you know what, guys? Vegas, 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 Vegas. I'm so keen for it. And it'll be 3 p.m. our time on Sunday. On Sunday, 2 p.m. Uh, Queensland time. For anyone that's in Queensland, I don't know what time Papua New Guinea, probably around similar to 1 p.m. sort of thing, PNG time. So, so uh, what time's kickoff in Vegas? Is it 8 p.m.? Yeah, 8 p.m., uh, 8.30 p.m. So it'll be 3.30 p.m. our time, yeah. 2.30 p.m. Queensland, and probably 2 or 1.30 PNG time. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really keen to see how this goes. I'm keen to see it be turn into not just a gimmick, because just before I did read something where Michael Chamas or Chamas, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, said that, as I'm sure anyone knows, only 1.8% of all football players in American colleges make the NFL. So that means there's almost 97% untapped, you know, not just NFL, but also rugby is a very wow. big sport in, as in rugby union in particular, is a very big sport over in the US in college, which, you know, most, most, um, Football, as in American football players in college, play both sports. And so therefore, you've got about that ni- maybe 90% in total that would be likely inclined that may have the talent for rugby or the aptitude to come over to the NRL. And I think, you know, it's a five-year plan that people that many people don't actually know about. I don't know if it's a five-year deal of a game in Vegas for five years, but I know it's a five-year, like they're going to do something over in the US for five years. Whether it's a game, whether it's an exhibition, I'm not sure. But I'm really keen to see where this goes. And, you know, as they say, let's go Broncos. Um, That sort of wraps up the round one um, team list preview. But now we've got the match predictions in our tips. First of all, um, what what is your tip? Who do you guys reckon is going to win realistically and obviously optimistically? I'm going to say the Broncos um, because, you know, round one form. You know, the Broncos, even though they're not don't have the baby Broncos from round two um, preseason. They watch that game. They'll be pumped to see the the team win. They'll be wanting to continue that form. And you know what? Vegas Broncos are going to get the win. What are your thoughts, Reese? Do you think the Broncos win? And if so, by how much? Oh, mate, definitely Broncos win. I'm thinking 12 plus. Okay. Um, yeah, just opening game. The boys look prime. Reese Walsh, Adam Reynolds, Selwyn Cobbo in the centres. Look out. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to say 12 plus, but I'm going to say 8 to 12 point uh, will be will, is my my margin. I uh, guess what about Fair you, Dill? Um, yeah, I think Broncos get the job done. I think due to the shortened field, it's going to be a real forwards battle. I think it's going to be low scoring, so I'm going to go Broncos by four. Oh, Broncos by four? Right, yeah. Well, yeah. next week, obviously, guys, anyone that's listening, we'll, we will replay this to find out who was right or closest to the mark. And yeah, I definitely think that'll be one. And which two Roosters players do you 
both think the Broncos need to watch out for defensively. I'll start with Dylan on that one. Yeah, um, Tedesco definitely yeah. won. Uh, his quick movement, his quick feet. Uh, so need to get around that, especially with a shortened field. Um, another one is probably Luke Keary. Yeah, Luke Keary maybe. Yeah, maybe the centers, uh, Joseph Manu and Suwali. Yeah, strike right across the park for the Roosters. So, but Tedesco and um, Keary mostly for me. That's fair enough. And what about yourself, Reese? Well, just as Dylan was saying, with the shortened field, I think it's really going to be a forwards battle. So yep. my 12 plus is probably looking a bit shaky at the moment. But um, I think the two front rowers, Spencer Lenu and uh, Lindsay Collins, up against Payne Hart and Corey Jensen. I'm keen to see how Lenu goes in his first NRL head out for the yeah, Roosters. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Granted, it's think- against the Bronx. I'm stoked just to see him in a, in a system that's not Panthers. Yeah, mate, it's a big it's a big opportunity for him to step out of the shadow of uh, Fisher Harris and that uh, the other guy at Penrith there. Um, uh, Leota, yep. Yep, Leota. Um, so, yeah, I think he, him and Lindsay, I, I love Lindsay being a Queensland. No, I love Lindsay, yeah. Hope he doesn't play too well, but that battle's <laughs> yeah. going to be worth, yeah. the ed- worth the price of admission just for them to, you know, Abs- go at it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for myself, I reckon it's kind of a combo of both. One's a forward and one's a backman. My forward is, def- is Spencer Lanew, similar to yourself as well. I just think... New colours, it'll be great to see how he goes as well, like in general, individually, and also how he gels with the team and also rip in and Vegas. Um, and the back is obviously Teddy. You can't go past him, even though he may be past his prime for rep footy. He's definitely absolutely a bloody danger and a threat if you let him be, which is, you know, we, we don't want that to happen. Um, and yeah, so obviously, guys, that brings up some non-NRL, as in some Broncos topics that are not to do with round two of the preseason or round one of the NRL because we've sort of covered that up. We've sort of covered that. Um, the first one is, so Dylan and I got talking before we got Reese on board. And so Reese, if you don't have a starting 13, that's fine. Um, but it's our, oh, so you do Ripper. Okay. So it's our favorite, not the best. Anyone who's listening, this is not our opinion on the best starting 13 in the, like the best positions. It's our personal favorite starting not starting 13 non-Broncos. So like it could be a player who was maybe only played one season for all, for all you guys know, you know, but it's a, who we really enjoyed watching as a, like in the starting 13, whether or not they had a good bloody career on whether they won grand finals origins or not. Um, Dylan, I'll get you to start off with, with your 13. Yeah. So fullback, uh, Billy Slater, just yep. because he's Billy Slater. Queensland fullback. I think, I, um, I'm going to say we've probably all got the same fullback or similar, at least a Queenslander. Yeah. Uh, the two wingers are Matt Singh and, uh, Preston Campbell. Okay. Uh, centers, Greg Inglis and Jared Hayne. Okay. Yep. yep. The halves are Jonathan Thurston and Cooper Cronk. Okay. Front rollers, Adrian Morley and Fui Fui Moimoy. Yeah, Fui Fui. He's still playing, by the way, over in the UK. He's still playing <laughs> yeah, he over in the UK. Yeah, like, what a beast. I think, he's playing, I think he's playing eighth grade or something. Yeah, no, 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 not eighth grade. It's it's still professional. <laughs> it's the it's League One, which is below the – it's the third tier. Yeah, still professional yeah. though. Wow. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Um, now, another one. Um, I had Cameron Smith in here, but I'm going to change it to Sean Berrigan at nine. Yeah, okay. Okay, because he's a Bronco, yeah. mate. Yeah, he's a Bronco. Yeah, that's he is. It's got to it's got to be a non-Bronco. Ah, bugger! Yeah, yeah. that just comes. Yeah, so Cameron Smith. Yep. 
um, Steve Menzies and Luke Lewis, the second rowers. Okay. Yep. And and the lock lock forward is uh, Dallas Johnson. Yeah, nice. So interesting because okay. we have very similar teams in the sense of like one of my second rowers is a former Panther, but it's not Luke Lewis sort of thing. But we'll go with Reese with um, your starting 13 of your favorite non-Broncos. Yours is probably very different because, as you said, you know, you grew up watching Alfie and all them. So I'm probably expecting to hear, uh, even though he's not in the, in even though he was a Bronco, you know, the likes of Steve Renoff, maybe Brad Clyde sort of players in there. Yeah, mate. Yeah, definitely. I'm a bit old school. So, yeah, I've got uh, Brett Mullins at the back. Literally, I was about to say it's probably Brett Mullins. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, and then my wingers, I've got uh, nothing but speed on the wings with uh, Nathan Blacklock and Tamana Tahu. Yep. Just love them. Uh, inside them, I'll have Greg Inglis on the left centre and uh, Matt Gidley on the right centre. Just love the Gidley flick. What a weapon Matt Gidley was. Just side tangenting real quick. Anyone who follows Rugby League as a whole and likes to listen to all sporting teams' podcasts, the Knighted this weekend on Sunday have special guest Matt Gidley on their podcast. They're a Knights-based podcast. Anyone who's a Knights fan or a Rugby League fan that's listening to us, head over to them, show them some love, give them a follow, and watch them live interview Matt Gidley. Sorry, continue. No, no worries, mate. That's awesome news. I'll actually have to jump on that. Yeah. Uh, so, my front row, I oh know my, my halves would be uh, one of the best natural players I've ever seen, Andrew Walker. Uh, I was, um, I was hoping then, you wouldn't say Johns and you didn't. I'm so glad. No, well, he's my number seven, mate. Joey Johns. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Can't go so, you've got him. both Andrews in the halves. Yes. Yes, I do. Andrew, Andrew Walker and Andrew Johns. Uh, up front, uh, Sammy Burgess, um, Fisher Harris. I just yep. love watching Fisher Harris the last few years. And um, my hooker would be uh, Jeff Toovey. Yeah, love Toovey's, okay. old school Toovey's. And um, back row, uh, SBW, Sonny Bill Williams, yep. Bradley, Bradley Clyde, tackling machine. And the lock would be, who do I have? Oh, Cam Murray from South. Yep. Just love, love Cam Murray. So that's actually a pretty good mix of literally 80s, 90s, early 2000s and now. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'll try to mix it up. Try to mix it up. Okay, sweet. So mine is very different to all of yours. I think I only have... I, I, out of all of your players, I only have two in common with one of you. Um, so that's very interesting that we've all got very um, varying ones, which is awesome. Okay. So at fullback, I've got Billy Slater. Obviously, just as a Queenslander myself, granted he's, you know, Storm, but Queenslander, you can't go past a good old Queenslander, the old chip and chase 05 that everyone claims he was offside from the locky kick. Fuck yeah. What's done is done. Um, on the wings, I've got Manu Vadovai and David Williams, the Wolfman. In, in the centers, I've got fucking old mate would cut you in half, Steve Maddai and Ooh, and and Mitch Orbison. Uh, a lot of people don't didn't realize that Orbo actually started in the centers before he went to like second row sort of thing. In the halves, I've got one that may not, people sort of, you know, overlooked, but I was always captivated by his play when I was a kid, Lance Hohaya in 5'8". And at halfback, I've got Jonathan Thurston. In the um, props, we've got old mate hits harder than anything else. Literally the quickest send-off in international rugby league history, Adrian Morley um, and Ruben Wiki. And at hooker, we've got the germ, Simon Wolford. In the second row, we've got Trent Waterhouse and Beaver, Steve Menzies, locking it up with that tackle, Scott Sattler. Oh. Yeah. I think, you know... I'd love to see those three teams that we've come up with in their prime take on each other sort of thing. 
Well, now that I've heard a couple of your players out of your team, I want to steal a couple. Scott Sattler <laughs> would be definitely be one. Yep. And who would the other uh, one be, do you reckon? Oh, who did you say? There was your hooker? Uh, uh, oh, Wolford. Wolford. Yeah. yeah, no, I loved Wolford back in the early in the Canberra days. Yeah, he was a little um, pest. He fucking was. Like, the, the reason why he's called Germ, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, obviously, Dylan has organized some trivia for us as we had it back last season. He has brought it back. Um, Dylan, do you want to let everyone know what the rules are and how the game is played so that anyone that's listening can play at home as well? Yeah, so there's a few general, just general knowledge questions. Broncos related, of course. And um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask the question and then I'll wait till you to answer and then mm-hmm. I'll tell you the answer at the end. With the who yep. am I as you got, um, are going to give you uh, five five clues and yep. they'll range from very hard, hard, moderate, easy and very easy. Yeah, and if you don't so, get it by very yeah. easy, you may as well throw away your jersey, basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the trivia. Go ahead, Dylan, give us question so, one. Yeah, so question one, which is the only Broncos player to win a grand final playing for the Broncos and win a grand final playing against the Broncos? Ben Hennett. He's probably got it straight away. Yeah, yeah, I know that for a fact. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so say it so you can get it right too. Benny Hennett. Yeah, Benny Hennett. <laughs> Benny Hennett is correct. Yeah, 2006 for Broncos, 2006 for Broncos, and 2015 for Cowboys. Obviously. Yep. So question two is uh, who am I? And we'll okay. start with very hard. A uh, very hard. I played in the 2000s for the Broncos. Okay, now question: Did they only play in the two thousands for the Broncos? Yes. Okay. Leon Bott. <laughs> Reese, and what's your guess? Oh, Scott Minto. Okay, not correct. Okay, next, next. So next we'll go to hard. Hard. I played for three NRL clubs, including the Broncos. Okay, because I was going to say, we can't ask which clubs they were because that'll make it easy, easy no. sort of thing. Um, so, and it was, uh, okay, question. Did this player play for three other clubs after the 2000s? Or was it just his career was in the 2000s only? Just in the 2000s only. Okay, okay. Um, I think so anyway. Okay. So was he a back or a forward? Yeah, that's a good question. Can't say. Okay, oh. I'm that, he's a half then. I'm going to say Brett Seymour. Ooh, Buster. Mm. What about you? Who's your guest? Oh, Do you have a guess? My, oh, geez, that's hard. It's a tough one. Oh, geez. Yeah. He's given us nothing, the dark. eh? No, he's given us nothing. Go stab in the dark. Denon Kemp. Not correct. Oh, he did play for uh, he played for he played two, the but Warriors. he didn't actually play for the Dragons. So he didn't get a start for the Dragons, unfortunately. Uh, but he signed yeah. with them. So, but yeah, okay. Next one, which is very hard, hard, medium is the next one. Moderate, whatever. Moderate. I was a part of the 2006 Premiership winning Broncos team. Okay, so three clubs in the 2000s, 2006 Grand Final winning team. Okay, so he's not in the 2010s that you know of. I don't believe so. Okay, I'm just trying to think because there was uh, that rules out on what the one I'm thinking of. As in, oh, what's great is I've got the team list right here for my six. <laughs> um, That's cheating. <laughs> okay, okay, it's cheating. Um, 
Okay, I'll let Reese guess first. I'll, I'll literally. I'll, I'll I, literally think have I think I know who it is. I think he word is think. So you I guess. Literally you have guess nothing. First. Literally have nothing. Uh, okay. Trying to think of the team back then and who played for other clubs, but um, yeah, I'm stumped. Is it Casey Maguire? Oh, Casey Maguire. That's a guess. Yeah, That's a pure guess because I know he played for and the Broncos. And he played I don't know Warriors, about another club. And probably the Wilds, maybe. I'm not sure. But I don't recall seeing him from like 2010 onwards in the NRL, but I may be bloody wrong. I probably am wrong. Can I have a shot, Race. Have a shot. I have, have a stab. Not Casey Maguire. Um, did Tony Carroll? Tony Carroll didn't play for other He played clubs, in 06. No, no, but he yeah, played but for, for just the Broncos clubs. and then Leeds yeah. in the UK. Yep. So, yeah, no, that's me. Shane Perry, the halfback, he didn't play for any other clubs but the Brooks. I don't think so. Besides hey, Hugh Cup. hey, Ray. Um, yes, yeah, you're correct there. Shane Perry. Perry. It's Shane Perry. It's Shane, oh, Perry. Shane Perry. Who did Shane Perry yeah. play for in the NRL in those three years? Um, so the three clubs. Uh, so this is going off Wikipedia. Um, this is going off Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's um, I wouldn't trust Wikipedia. <laughs> Go with rugby league. No, he, said he, yes. he said he played for three clubs, and I think uh, just what were the clubs? I'm pretty sure Raiders were one of them. Okay. Uh, yep. This is. Did he and, play or was um, he just signed? Because there's a difference. Because when he said play, I'll, I'll just, I'll just get it up right now. So he okay. played He played for the Western Suburb Magpies and the yep. Bulldogs as well okay. as the Broncos. Okay. The Western Suburbs Magpies folded in the 90s. So he played, you said, only in the 2000s. Well, there you go. That's Wikipedia for you. <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> next time you do a Who Am I, next time, can you please go through Rugby League Project? <laughs> okay. Who and he was a... He played well. He played for Cadlands. All right. So. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. Okay, so yeah, right uh, Ray's got that one. So Shane Reece Perry. A, so it's one one now because I got the Ben Hannon. I mean two one ten agree because I you got Ben Hannon as well. And then we've got um, you got uh Shane Perry or Josh Perry. It was Josh Perry. No, Shane Perry. Shane, Shane Perry. Perry. Yeah, because I'm like, there's plenty of Perrys. Um, anyway, next question for trivia, Dylan. So question three: Our second largest winning margin is tied with three teams of a margin of fifty four points. Which three teams were they against? Bonus no, point for you. Which three teams, as in, which three teams did we get the margin against? So, so the biggest, the biggest winning margin is obviously against the Knights, as we all know. No, Newcastle. So, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that was a great yeah, game. And the, so, the second biggest Broncos winning margin is actually oh. tied with three teams. Oh, which three okay. teams are they? Yeah. Okay, so we've literally got a, a three. Okay, is I just want a quick question. Were those three teams? Are they still in existence in the NRL? Uh, one, two, uh, one of them isn't. Okay, okay. So that means there's a club in the nineties. Um, Canberra. Canberra would okay. You say Canberra is one of them. I'm gonna say because we're talking all the way up until now, where there were some big blowouts the last few years. I'm gonna say the Storm would be one of them against the Tigers, maybe. Uh, as in that was a uh, year ago or the year before that. Um, I'm going to say the Storm. South Queensland Crushers. <laughs> and Bulldogs are my three team guesses. What about yourself? So you uh, said Raiders, and who are your other player, other team guesses? 
well, I'm thinking last year that it was uh, the, the turnaround. Cowboys smashed the Tigers and the Tigers smashed the Cowboys. So that would be Tigers, Cowboys and maybe Raiders back in the uh, late okay. 90s. Okay, good bloody, a good good idea. Uh, you know what? You've probably got it right. Yeah, go ahead, Dylan. So question four. Um, yep. Who caught the ball off the kickoff? Of the 2015, 2015 NRL Grand Final. I was going to say, don't, okay, I was going to say, don't say the Grand Final, but then I'm like, actually, it's not Ben Hunt because that's the extra time. Ooh, good question. Okay, who caught the kickoff? No, oh, jeez. <laughs> so I don't remember if the Broncos, because I haven't watched it since the game ended. Um, yeah, me neither. So I, I don't remember who kicked off, but I'm going to say JT. Anthony Milford. Okay, I'll just give you a little hint. Cowboys kicked off. Okay, I'm going to so say Milford. You're going to say Milford. Okay, I'll say Hodjo. Okay, no, it was Darius Boyd. Uh, of course he did. Fullback. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, all right. Question who five and the last question. Because I don't know. Bonus points. Who who did he pass it off to to run it off the back fence? No, it was Paul Fell's really high kick, so he didn't. Yep. He couldn't. He didn't have time to pass it to anyone, so he took the oh. tackle himself. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say bonus yeah. points. I didn't even know who we passed it to anyway. If he did. <laughs> uh, okay, question five and the last yep. question. Steve Renoff holds the club's most try scored record. How many mm-hmm. tries did he score for the club? Closest hands or wins? Jeez. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 134. Is a lock pure guess. Yeah, I'll lock in 134. Lock it in, Eddie. Yeah. Um, Steve. 134. He didn't play sort of too many seasons, like, you know. So no, I'm thinking, but he was a scoring machine, though. Yeah, he did score t- over 20-plus tries in a season a number of times. Yeah, like, Otsi yeah. is – he's getting up there, and he's still, like, third most scored. Yeah, so I'm going to probably go 146. Okay. Yep. Lock, lock yours in, 146? Okay. Okay. The answer is 142, so Reese wins. Yeah, Reese is definitely closer. Well done, Reesey. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Close. So, yeah, that's it for trivia. Um, I, I haven't been keeping a track record of the score. I don't know who won. I'm going to say Reese wins that because we shared the points of the um, of that last um, question. He he got the Shane Perry over myself, so that's two to him with that. And he got Ben Hennon, and he got that last one. So he got four, and I got, was it one? No, two, because I got Ben Hennon, um, and we shared the points in that second last one. So, yeah, Reese comes in with the win, with the clutch. Yeah. Cool. I, I went, debut. I, Sweet. I went, I went in so confident as well with the Benny Hannon. I know this one. It's easy, you know, because that's <laughs> that's a fun fact that I say to people almost daily is that Benny Hannon is the only Bronco to play with the Broncos and against the Broncos and win grand finals, as in with them and against them. Yeah, geez. Um, anyway, um. Next topic is favorite Broncos moment of all time. If there's multiple moments and you can't pick just one, you're happy to do a top three. We'll start with Reese. Um, definitely 06 grand final. I was fortunate enough to be there. I was the there round. too. Yep. Yeah. So for a 21 year old, mate. I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we were both doing different things that night. Very different. Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, I had the best night of my life, best experience. Uh, going out in Sydney after it, yeah, OCs, can't top it. Absolutely. What about yourself, Dylan? Yeah, so 06 for me, um, I was 11. 
we actually won my my junior footy team won the grand final the week before. Yep. So that was it made it even better. And um probably the favorite Broncos moment of all time was a week before that grand final when um Berrigan oh, scored that freakish try. Well not just that, that but we come more, back and yeah. just we, we come back after well, half time. Dogs yeah. had the tails between their legs at full time. <laughs> that was a turning point, that try. That changed the whole game and then we come back and beat them. Yeah. It was yeah, it was incredible. I'd have to agree. That's probably one of my all-time favorite moments as well. That Bulldogs semi-final, just Berrigan, Berrigan, absolutely. So, so my three because I've I've got to pick three is that Berrigan try in particular, not that game, but that Berrigan try. My other two involve games against the Storm. Obviously, two thousand and six grand final. I was there. Obviously, as we said, different ages, but definitely enjoyed it nonetheless. I was in tears at the end of the game, not because of how happy I was, which was part of it, but because it was Shane Webke's final game. And he was my favorite player as a kid growing up. It was the, the waterworks were going. And the next game is obviously last year's final against the Storm. We broke the hoodoo against the Storm. And we not only did that, we nilled them at home. And that was just like, Oh, a weights off my freaking back. It was so good. Now the hoodoo in the sense of the Suncorp hoodoo against the against the storm, not in general, because we haven't we hadn't beaten them at Suncorp since two thousand nine. So it was just great to see that. And again, in a final and nilling them, it was like Christmas. It really was. It was like Christmas. So those are my favorite Broncos moments. Um, yeah. The next question. Yeah, now that, that storm game last year, mate, was absolutely awesome. I agree <sighs> with you. Absolutely, like just it was reminiscent. Yeah. Oh, and just un- obviously unfortunate. Um, got to give a mention to uh, Pappenhausen. He unfortunately re-injured himself in that game. Unfortunately, it happened, but it's good to see him back and running in that uh, round two preseason match. Obviously, guys, we all go to footy games. We've all been to footy games. The next topic, courtesy of Dylan, can you remember the first Broncos game you attended? If not, I'll I'll add a stipulation on that. If not. What is the first Broncos game you can remember going to? Start with Reese for that one. Yeah, well, pretty easy, mate. I I lived in Newcastle in 92 at the time. So uh, I watched the Broncos traveling down to Marathon Stadium in 1992. I would have been seven. So, yeah, I remember that clearly. Uh, we were on the inside of the ground and everything. And, you know, just sort of Mike Rabbit. I remember Mike Rabbit was the old Channel 9 reporter. And, uh, yeah, we were giving him a bit of crap giving him a bit of stick behind the fence. But, yeah, no, he'd love to have a little bit of a laugh with us. And, yeah, so we were a pretty regular occurrence at Marathon Stadium wearing our Broncos jerseys, even when the Broncos were Probably the only ones. I was going to say, probably the only ones wearing Broncos kit there. Oh, definitely, mate. Yeah, back in 92, there was no other Broncos down in Newcastle. So, yeah, great times. That's awesome. What about yourself, Dill? Uh, Yeah, back in 2005, we went up to Suncorp watch the uh, Sunday Arvo game, Broncos and Parramatta. And um, we, yeah, nice. I remember, I'll never forget it, we led 42-0 at halftime. Yeah, fuck. That's a good, that's a good and, game. And oh, one, I, was game. I was at that game. I was at that game too. It was one of our yeah. first Sunday afternoons games we've had in a few years. That's right, yeah. If I remember correctly, yeah, I was there. Yeah, first ever Broncos game I went to. Never forget Damn. it. Was that the game that Denon Kemp scored for against, Pen- against Parramatta? No. This was bad. Liam Bott was the winger. Dan and oh, Cam okay. coming a few years later. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because he was after the grand final stuff. That's right. Jeez. But also, what a name, Leon Bott. He has not 
Leon. Like, that's a name that not, was, not the name. He was one particular. of my favorites. Oh, he, that's what I mean. Like it's not necessarily the name, but it's just more yeah. of a he was. He was so good and so underrated that he just burned out so quickly and just sort of he he rose yeah. as quick as he left sort of thing into the NRL. So my earliest memory of a Broncos game, I I know it's not the first Broncos game that I went to because I know, again, I was three and I was five years old when I went to the 97 Super League Grand Final and the 2000 Grand Finals. I know I, I didn't, I, I definitely have no bloody memory of them because I was too young. So my earliest actual game memory is 2003. And this ties in with the next question or slash topic. So I'm just going to answer them both in one. Next, so my earliest memory is Good Friday. The Broncos would always play either the Roosters or the Rabbitohs in Sydney for like a fair amount of years in the early 2000s. From like 01 to like 06, it was always Good Friday in Sydney against either Roosters or Rabbits. Anyway, it was 2003 against the Rabbitohs in Sydney. And little seven, eight-year-old me, I'm seven turning eight that year, goes in, sees all the players at the like the little like the little seating area that they have near the tunnel. And I get all these autographs, you know, like, oh my God, my heroes and stuff. Anyway, I asked Gordon Tallis. So this ties in with the next, which is best encounter with a Broncos player. See Gordon Tallis. I'm like, oh, excuse me, Gordon. Can I please get a autograph from, you know, signature on my jersey? He goes, yeah, only if you give me a bite of your Lifesaver ice cream because I'm eating a Lifesaver like ice pop at the time. And I'm like, no, it's my ice cream. He goes, oh, I'll score a try for you if if you if you let me bite your if you if you give me a bite of your ice cream. I did that. He took a bite, signed it, and it literally went on to score two tries that game and pointed at my direction in the crowd after he'd scored each try. And then a week later, my parents got a fax of an autographed image saying, you know, to CJ, all the best. Hope you enjoyed the game. And then his autograph, which is, you know, you can say what you want about the Raging Bull. Nicest bloke, like for kids at least, like definitely really, you know, understands the fans sort of thing. And so that's my best Broncos um, encounter. And that's definitely also my earliest memory because what kid isn't going to remember that for their life, you know? So yeah, that ties in with that. Gordy. Absolutely. So the next topic, guys, is what's your best encounter with a Bronx player? We started it off with Reese for the last question, so we'll start it off with Dylan for this one. Yeah, look, I'm going to go probably might throw two in there. One's more recent. And um, mm-hmm. start with the other one. Uh, I went on a cruise ship probably a week a year before COVID on PO Pacific area. And um yeah, I was walking around and I bumped into Alfie Langer. Was he in the beers yet? At that point? Of course he yeah, every time I seen him he had a beer in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and Very um nice. yeah and yeah more recently just before Christmas actually I was at a um a karaoke night in a little pub in Kulangata and um a bloke bumped into me. It's real tight in there. And he goes, oh, sorry. And I look behind. It's um, Jack Reed. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Wow. So got a photo with him and, yeah, really nice bloke. Nice. What about yourself, Reese? Yeah, oh, I've had a few over the years. Uh, some some drunking, um, you know, encounters, but um, I'll okay, try well, to keep well, it then say the ones I was going to say, say the ones that are, you know, child-friendly. <laughs> Yeah, so just as a, probably the same thing with my uh, first encounter, uh, my first game I attended back at Marathon Stadium, my mum always said she um, went to school with Elfie, Elfie Langer and Kevin Wilders, and I Wait, never believed her. You know, yeah, 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 
bullshit, mum, whatever. So she took us to the ground and after, you know, mum's had a few ambers and she's like, Alfie, yelled out and, yep, fair enough, Alfie and Kevy and that come over, give me mum a big hug and <laughs> uh, said hello to me and signed me jersey and everything and I'm just standing there absolutely just wise wide open going, mum's telling the truth, like. Yeah, shit, now I believe <laughs> everything mum says. And, um, yeah, they were trying to get her, come, for, come, come back to the, um, you know, come back to the pub and have a drink with us and. Mum forgot she almost had two kids there with her. And she's like, yeah, I'm coming. And, you know, I'm like, Mum, you can't, you can't leave us. So um, she done the right thing and turned around and said, see you, boys. But, um, yeah, that was a bit of a spin out back in the day. No, that's, that would be an absolute spin. And that would be like if my mum or dad would be like, as a kid, yeah, I know Darren Lockyer and Lottie Takiri and all that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, hey, boys. Was, oh, that would be, oh, insanity. Absolute yeah, insanity. It was, it, was, it was a mind blow. Mind blown at that time. Oh, absolutely. Well, that about wraps up the episode. Um, but we do have a little bit of just generalized rugby league news. Um, Tommy Gilbert has unfortunately torn his ACL in the for the at the Finns. Uh, so bit of a loss for the Dolphins, bit of a loss for the uh, for the Queensland Maroons as well. Um, uh, earlier today, actually about an hour ago, it was announced that Luke Keary has re-signed a one-year extension at the Roosters. Um, is there any other NRL news that you can that you know of that you can mention, Dylan and or Reese? Um, uh, nothing that comes to mind. Just um, well, just building on from the uh, the Vegas subject, yeah. CJ. Um, yeah, of course. There's talk around because you know I'm I'm on along with you. Is you don't want it just to be a bit of a flash in the pan. But uh, the market is so big over there, and I think I know why you know why Volandis is really attacking it so hard but uh there's a big big talk over there about um 10 10 organizations so you got uh private organizations that are going to have a uh, super league sort of run rugby league competition in the u.s well there um, was talk of there was there was trying about in 2020 2021 while COVID was happening when the toronto wolfpack had to leave the super league of an narl north american rugby league like semi-professional professional sort of league so maybe that's a that's what they're trying to bring back, but in a fully professional sort of way. Do you think? Oh, that's what I think they are, mate. Yeah, they're um they're trying to make it sort of so. Carl Stefanovic of all people has bought into one of the franchises. Fuck he's, yeah, um, Carl. He's on board. He's on board with the Las Vegas franchise. He better and call them the Las Vegas Broncos, and of course, of course, not <laughs> only Carl, but he's bought into the Vegas franchise as well. Vegas and Carl go together, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, so continue. But no, you know, it's going to be interesting because the um, the the groundwork's sort of being laid at the moment. But the NRL are really interested in jumping on board and um, either funding the the tournament or the you know the competition, mm-hmm. or um even maybe buying buying into a franchise into the um yeah into the competition. And okay. another thing, CJ, the mm-hmm. NRL is might might be interested in buying the uh, English Super League. I, I was gonna, I was actually gonna bring that up because I think that is. First of all, a really big bit of news. So we'll, we'll finish off on that topic as well because I think it's great. Um, anyone who's listening to this, um, first of all, after this, go and listen to my episode of on Life in Sport podcast with Elijah Taylor in particular. Um, he goes in depth about how there is no RLPA over in the Super League. They There is no minimum wage for players in the Super League and the lower leagues as well, which means, and there's also no injury pay 
either or injury insurance in the sense of say you example elijah he's just done his hamstring in round one he's going to be out for four to six weeks he gets no pay not even base wage which players in the nrl who you know even if if say they tear a hammy sure they won't get as much as what they get if they're playing they still get like sick leave sort of type of pay um but they don't get that. There's no minimum wage. He even said, and I quote, he has a friend at one of his at one of the clubs over there who's on ten thousand pound a year, which is roughly about nineteen thousand dollars Australian. Now, with no RLPA and not a single bit of injury pay, can you bloody try and fathom living on nineteen thousand dollars a year with a wife, kids, mortgage, car, bills, and all that, and you can't find other work because you're playing top-level professional rugby league. That is not on. And I believe if the NRL does buy out the Super League, it's going to be a massive, massive deal. It'll be so good because they'll be able to Im- implement those sort of things that are lacking. And what are your thoughts on that sort of stuff, Race? Oh, mate, as you said, yeah, that would be absolutely groundbreaking for the game in England. Uh, just with the organisation here now, it's, it has taken us a while to get you know to where we are with the commission. Mm. And I think, you know, Volandis has come in and done a good job financially, stable yeah. stability. You know, we're, we're at a we're at a running at a profit. They're running so, at a um, billion profit now. I think they said as of like a week ago there was that announcement, which is great. Oh, absolutely awesome, mate! You know, I'm a rugby league tragic. I want to spread the game. If they if they can get it over in the Super League and make it a bit more professional, get it running back in the winter cops, and mm. you'll see a lot of changes between English English players coming over here and. Australian players going over there. So, yeah, I'm all for it, mate. Rugby league, seriously, we've got to buy assets to keep our um, to keep the right money coming going. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely yeah, I'm all for it. Absolutely. And Dylan, what are your thoughts on the NRL potentially buying the Super League or buying shares in the Super League? Yeah, well, um, I was pretty shocked when uh, you sent me that video of Elijah yesterday. I was, um, yes. I love the Super League, and I think it's going to be a really good thing if the NRL buy it out. Um, yeah, we need to grow the game elsewhere, and and yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, I was gobsmacked as well when when he when he told me that because I was thinking surely they have something, but they literally have nothing. If you, as I said, if you're injured, you're not getting paid at all, which is why players in the UK tend to rush their rehabs and end up re-injuring themselves a few weeks after coming back from playing because of they if they don't play, they don't get paid sort of thing. And I'm just thinking that's below Q Cup standard sort of shit. That's below BRL standard. Like, how can you say you're a professional rugby league organization such as the Super League and do that? And, you know, it just does my head in. So I really do hope the NRL at least, at least buy shares so they can have a say in the goings on sort of thing. But anyway, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. It's been a bit of a long one, but I hope you all enjoyed. Anyway, guys, hopefully next week we'll be singing the Broncos praises, you know, after beating and demolishing the Roosters over in Vegas. So fingers crossed because you do have a long turnaround. Let's go Broncos.